Today, we are diving into the ultimate decision-making framework. Do it, delegate it, or dump it. Join us as we explore how to effectively prioritize your tasks and optimize your time. Learn how to identify the tasks that truly deserve your attention, harness the power of delegation to lighten your workload, and strategically dump tasks that are holding you back. Get ready to take control of your productivity and achieve greater success. Don't miss this episode of Miss Biz. Stay tuned. enjoy the Miss Biz podcast but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one-hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast or send us an email to MissBizPod at gmail.com. Join us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation. Lady bosses, are you working even after putting the kids to bed but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi-seven figures. And I'm your co-host, Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Want to hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels. Sit back and let's ignite that passion. We're Miss Biz, where we're putting the Miss in Biz. Let's get Biz done. Today we're going to be diving into a topic that involves effective decision making. It's called do it, delegate it, or dump it. We all face countless tasks and responsibilities on a daily basis, both in our personal and professional lives. However, not every task deserves your immediate attention or is worth our valuable time. Effective leaders understand that while they're responsible for it all, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are required to do it all. They need to understand the difference and make effective choices with their time and build healthy habits. So especially if you're feeling overwhelmed, doing a self-assessment is very important. Um, so to perform that assessment, you would write down all the tasks that you do on a daily basis. Then in the second column next to those tasks, write down the percentage of time that you spend on each of those tasks. And finally, in the third column, write down whether you enjoy that task or not. 
And this assessment is so important to do not just once, but I do it on an ongoing basis. Every time I get to the place where I feel like my plate is getting too full, I reevaluate um, what are the things that are taking my time, what's taking the majority of my time, and is that something that has to be done by me personally? Um, and and what I found especially when I did this for the first time is that a huge percentage of my time was being spent doing things that I don't enjoy doing. Um, and that was affecting my, you know, my attitude a lot because I was, I was just spending a lot of time doing things that, that I didn't enjoy. Um, also I, I found things that, that I was spending time on that, that could have been done by someone else, uh, to help alleviate some of my workload. And I think sometimes we just get in the habit of doing everything that we don't even necessarily realize how much is on our plate until we actually write it down. So that's why I think the self-assessment tool is really helpful because then you can actually see it all on paper and then you can evaluate it. And then once you have those tasks written down and you've determined how much of your time is being spent on that and how many of those tasks you either enjoy or you don't enjoy, then you can use this framework called do it, delegate it, or dump it to decide whether or not um, you're going to do it, you're going to delegate it, or you're going to dump it entirely. Because you may find that there are certain activities that are going on in your life that aren't generating any value for you. Um, so the first aspect that we're going to go over is do it. Do it is something that is required of you as the business owner or you in that specific role, something that you have to do. And one thing that you can ask yourself is, does this task align with my objectives? Is it necessary for my growth or the success of the project or my business? If the answer is yes, then it's time to tackle it on. So Brooke, can you give me an example of something that is in your do it category? Sure. And. This is something that I've given a lot of thought to, and as I said, I reassess this all the time um, to make sure that I'm focusing my time on things that need to be done by me personally. So, and I've, I've divided it into a few categories of things. My phone is on the go. Here's what you need to know. For one week, work at being on time for all events. Consider what being on time means to you and to others. Watch what prevents you from being on time and what arises in the mind when you or other people are late. I had a job one time where the managing partner would not hire someone if they showed up even one minute late for an interview. When I realized how stringent he was on timeliness, it really created a new awareness for me about how important it is to be on time. He's not the only person who cares that much about timeliness. There are a lot of people who judge you harshly for being late. So because I realized how important it was to certain people, I try now to plan ahead to always be at least a little bit early to every business-related 
meeting. My dad always said, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. So let's work on being on time this week. And we want you to know that we appreciate your time as well. So the first thing that I do personally is lawyer tasks, things that have to be done by a lawyer, things like going to court. Um, I do a lot of client conferences that uh, when the client specifically asks to speak to me, I am always available to speak to them directly. Um, I do depositions, I do hearings and mediations, um, and those things are required to be done by a lawyer. So I spend a good portion of my time doing those. Um, the next category of things that I do personally are strategizing on the cases. As the lead attorney on the cases, um, it's important for me to be directing the staff on what our strategy is and what the steps to, to reach that goal are. Next is uh, managerial decisions for the firm. I do have an office manager who does a lot of those things, but every now and then she needs my input and needs uh, me to answer questions on, um, you know, what our budget is for a certain project or, um, you know, are we going to hire this next person or, or whatever. So managerial decisions are things that I spend some time doing as well. And then finally, marketing and relationship building. Um, I do spend a fair amount of time doing that because as the business owner, I think it's important for me to be building relationships with um, those who engage and work with the firm and, so that they can feel comfort level in working with me and so that we can keep growing um, our working relationship. I think those are great points that you brought up, Brooke, because there are specific tasks that only the business owner can perform. And a lot of it has to do with those big decisions that have to be made about uh, the company's vision and mission, as well as marketing. Um, you can hire people to do marketing for your business and be in those roles, but it's going to be very hard to find somebody who is nearly as passionate about your business as you are. Um, so the next thing that we're going to kind of talk about is delegate it. Um, so delegation is a very powerful tool for productivity, and it involves identifying tasks that can be entrusted to others, whether they are team members, colleagues, or even outsourcing other sources. Um, and I think that as we mentioned before with the self-assessment, having it on paper and actually seeing what can be delegated um, is going to take a huge load off of your shoulders. And it might not necessarily be something that you can do right away to uh, you know, delegate certain tasks to certain employees. Like There's going to be a level of training that has to go into it. Um, but when considering delegation, think about the people around you. Are there people with skills and interests that are similar towards what is involved in that specific task? Is the person trainable? Are they responsible? Are they? Do you trust them with being able to carry out that task efficiently once training is completed. Um, so not when you delegate, not only are you empowering others, but you're also creating a collaborative environment that fosters growth and efficiency. So uh, Brooke, what are some examples of time-consuming tasks? Time-consuming tasks. So an example would be 
in a law firm, we get emails for every case filing in every case. So that's hundreds, maybe thousands of, of filings a day. And those emails have to be, you know, sent to the people who are working on the file and also saved into our case management software system. So it's it would be incredibly time consuming to sit and just hit the forward button to forward these emails to the appropriate people. So that is something that we have delegated to someone else. I think it's important to kind of evaluate what is extremely time consuming what is not a higher level skill um, and look up at the people that are around you, see what their strengths are um, so that you can determine whether it's, it's, this is a task that can be delegated or not. Absolutely. And when you were talking about training, and so I want to give you an, an idea for training because I know for me, um, there's been times where I've thought to myself, it's going to take me more time to train somebody else than for me to just do it myself. And so I just continue to do it and, and not delegate it. But I learned a way to do training that now doesn't take really any extra time on my part. Um, and it's, you know, because since COVID we, we have these tools available to us and I use Zoom. Um, I do have a, a paid membership that I have for Zoom. It's not expensive, but you also can use it for free, I think for maybe 40 minutes at a time. So what I do is I go on to Zoom and I hit record and then I share my screen. And as I'm doing the task, I talk through what I'm doing and also you know, the person watching the video can see my screen and see what I'm doing. And then I save the video and send it to them as the training tool. And it really didn't take any extra time because I was doing the task I was going to do anyways. I'm just talking through it and recording it. And then when I send that video off, the person can watch it and review it and, and slow it down and watch it as many times as they need to, to um, understand what the task is. And it really didn't take any extra time on my part to train them. So when I started doing training in that way, it was a huge benefit, I think, to the person I was training because they had a tangible resource they could go to anytime they needed a refresher. And also it saved me a lot of time from not having to sit there and go through the process with them um, you know, over and over again. Absolutely. I think that's a great tip and a great strategy that you shared, because like you said, they can always, whoever you're training, they're not going to require uh, numerous trainings over the same topic. Like once you've shared that video with them once and they always have that resource to refer back to if they ever forget something or maybe need to review something in a little bit more detail. And I've even required the staff to make training videos of the tasks that they do to create sort of a library of training videos so that when a new hire comes on board, we can say, hey, watch these videos that were made by, um, you know, 
our staff and it saves their time too uh, because they can just point people to watching a video versus again sitting there and and walking through the steps and taking notes and and all those things that um that we have done in the past for training and I think delegation is probably one of the most difficult things to do as a business owner because there's a lot of things that we feel we're responsible for, so we need to be the ones that are actually doing the work. And I think once you kind of have a clear plan on, you know, this is a specific task, I'm gonna delegate it, but now I'm gonna create a plan based around that delegation. So I'm gonna make sure that I'm allocating the proper amount of time and resources to delegate this task effectively that the business owner will actually feel relief and peace of mind because of that. Um, so I think it's very important not just to delegate, but then to um, make sure that you're following up on that and having a plan. So making sure that you're communicating with the person that you know, you've delegated the task to and then um, doing that proper follow up, evaluate what they're doing, make sure that they're doing it to the standards that you um, adhere to. So our third category is dump it. So dumping a task means consciously deciding not to pursue it further. These are tasks that do not align with our goals or have low priority. Often they are time wasters or distractions that hinder our progress. To identify tasks to dump, evaluate their impact and urgency. Are they truly necessary? Will they contribute significantly to your desired outcome? If not, it's time to let them go. By eliminating non-essential tasks, you create space for activities that truly matter. You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Volts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. VoltsLegal.com. So Rachel, what are some examples of some tasks that should be dumped? So I get a lot of invitations to different things, different um, networking groups that aren't really even networking groups. Uh, they're just more like social events, which don't get me wrong, those are all very important for building relationships. But when you're getting invited to like, let's say 30 meetings a week, it's virtually impossible to split your time up and to attend all of them. Um, so there goes the decision where you have to decide which networking events am I going to keep and which networking events am I going to dump. And basically you have to look and see which one are providing the most value, which ones am I making the most impactful connections in? Um, because it's great if you go to different groups or meetings and you like all the people, and but that is considered more of a hobby than actually more of like a money-making activity. 
Um, the next thing that I can think of are like meetings that don't really have a specific objective. So I find that a lot of people will schedule meetings and it's, it's almost like they don't reach their goals through the, the meetings. So they're having to schedule three, four follow-up meetings before they finally get a resolution or get anywhere with it. So, um, kind of like looking over the types of meetings that you know are being conducted and then coming prepared to those meetings as well um, before you decide to dump it how about you Brooke do you have any specific examples so for me I have an example that I think crosses into all three categories do it delegate it and dump it and that is my emails um, my emails have gotten to the place where I have several hundred per day that come in and I was finding that it was the greatest, I, uh, I spent more time on emails than literally anything else in my career. I, I just, they, 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 I get the alerts on my phone. So wherever I am, I'm getting these email alerts and I just have this compulsion that I have to look at them. So no matter where I am, I'm like in email world all the time. And so, and I, I've tried different things on how to manage them. I've tried, okay, I'm just going to ignore them until a certain time of the day and then I'll go deal with them. And I just have never been able to successfully do something like that. So I finally have a system that works and I'm excited to share it with, um, with our listeners, because if you're in that same position, maybe this will help you. So I have a person who now screens my emails. She, um, looks at them and this, this required a lot of training. So I have done dozens of these videos that I told you about where I'm going through my emails and training on here's what needs to be done with this certain type of email. And it was a trial and error process and it, it did take a while so it's not a quick fix but if you have the right person that you can um, have do this job it, it it has turned out to be worthwhile for me so she screens my inbox and so many of the emails that I receive just have to be forwarded to somebody else for them to do because in the delegate you know category there's a lot of things that I don't personally need to to handle in my emails so she's she screens them throughout the day she forwards them to be saved she forwards them to um, the other people on staff who are working on that case who need to see the email um, and then if it's something that requires my attention for example the staff prepared something that I need to review and approve um, she will put it into a review folder for me and so I just look at that review folder and that review folder is probably well under 10% of the overall emails that come in um, that that I actually am spending time reviewing now so it has freed up my time tremendously um, it takes some time to build the trust in the person who's reviewing to know that they're doing things correctly because I had I had this fear that things were being missed um, and and so you know but now that we've gotten a workflow going I can um, just look at that review folder and know that those are going to be the things that really require my attention and it has dramatically freed up my time not siphoning through hundreds of emails a day. 
I think that's a great example that you provided. Emails are something that each and every one of us has to review and go through. And being able to delegate something like that, I think, is often overlooked. A lot of people will delegate like the secretarial type of work where people are answering the phones. Um, but in terms of emails, um, I think that that's a very efficient method in order to free up some of your time so you can really focus and hone in on things things that only you as the business owner can do, like growing your company. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you found value in this topic today of do it, delegate it, dump it. I think that no matter what your business is, this is vital to growth, to be you know, focusing your time on those things that are most important to growing your business. So we, as always, look forward to hearing your thoughts, your ideas, and your comments. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you, to encourage you, and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done. Thank you.